Hey everyone, it's Matt Harmon from the Yahoo Fantasy Football Show. Are you sad there's no fantasy football going on right now? Yeah, me too. I've got good news for you though. It is fantasy baseball season right now. Join a public league, join an instant draft, or create a league with your buddies before opening day. It's Yahoo Fantasy Baseball time. Sign up for the 2024 fantasy baseball season at yahoo.com slash fantasy baseball or on the Yahoo Fantasy app. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Coach Prime, baby. And SI's Pat Forty. What the hell? Seven months to hear to, to schedule and hear an appeal? And here's Dan. All right, welcome to an excellent, excellent show we're going to have today because Pete ain't here. That's right. Quality improves. One third better. Right there, guaranteed. <laughs> He's in Florida, gallivanting around the beaches. I don't know what he's doing. Drinking. Gallivanting around the beaches and checking his phone for the latest on which strength coach is going well, where. there is that. Like, he, he's on vacation, and he's, <laughs> I mean... I don't know if this this engage this engagement situation is gonna <laughs> just gonna happen. Like his the wonderful Kate cannot be pleased with all of this. <laughs> let me let me pull up some of the the Pete uh, vacation tweets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when is, did he? We went on like Saturday or Sunday or something. He left right yeah. Saturday. I mean, sources: the WAC and ASUN are set to announce a scheduling allowance for the fall of 2021. <laughs> It, okay <laughs> go back to go back to the beach yeah sources purdue co-defensive coordinator anthony poindexter expected to leave for the open defensive assistant position at penn state okay <laughs> appreciate that that one you know a little bit yeah. sources Power ucf high. expected to hire troy special team coordinator brian blackman in the same role he just broke a ucf special teams coordinator hire <laughs> on vacation and on vacation i will say that you know that's why he's such a good reporter but if you are Kate, it's time to put your foot down and say, on vacation, you break nothing other than head coaching moves or NCAA investigations. Otherwise, you put the phone away and you vacate. You vacation. Do not go breaking the Troy special teams guy to UCF. Uh, uh, you know, how many years married are you, Pat? Uh, 30. 30. 30 in, in June. 30 in June. in June. I got 20 in. I mean, you got to, this is, I'm just, Pete, if you're listening. And you probably yeah. are because <laughs> apparently on vacation, you can't quit us or your job. I was on a cruise that uh, when Aaron Hernandez killed himself, mm. committed suicide mm. in prison. It, was, it happened real early. My, and and uh, my wife actually told me because she was I was out on our little deck reading. I was doing like the vacation thing. And I would put yeah. my phone in the in the in the safe in the room all day, you know. And she's like, and I'm like, oh, I got to go work for a second. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I couldn't skip that. But yeah. The, no. UCF no. special team. The world can wait. <laughs> it can. This news. Anyway, 
Stick those Albanian toes in the sand, have another drink, and leave it alone. Take Twitter off your phone unless the bartender is on it and you can direct message him. (laughs) Eh, Anyway, that's his problem. Sorry, Kate. All right. Coach Prime, baby. Coach Coach Prime. We were so excited when Deion Sanders, a.k.a. Coach Prime, Neon Dion, Prime Time, everything else he's been on. He's got a lot of nicknames. The great ones have a lot of nicknames. Yeah. When he decided to become the head coach at Jackson State and it arrived in great fanfare, and uh, his season is not disappointed in creating all the kind of stuff that we love. Uh, first off, he signed what is apparently, is certainly claiming, I don't know who keeps track of this stuff, the greatest recruiting class in FCS history. I don't know how we would. <laughs> and the greatest in HBCU history is claiming that. Uh, no, back yeah. in like 1973, Tennessee State got like 12 pros. Yeah, yeah I don't right. know about that. But any class that had Joe Green yeah. or Walter Payton in it was a really good class. Oh, my God. Those old teams, man, are so good. It's they don't get any of the due. It's it's it. They, I don't know how you do this at this point, but literally the NCA should recognize that the HBCU champion that year was actually a national champion. <laughs> Add them to the pot. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, but like an 11 and one Tennessee State team with all those guys or Grambling or Jackson State with Walter Payton, I think his whole entire offense went to the pros, include his junior year. Every <laughs> guy who started on their offense went to the NFL. They would whip the living crap out of an all-white SEC team that was the national cha- like what's claiming. Yeah. Okay. Are you kidding? It's not even close. Yeah. Like the the 1964 all-white Arkansas team right. that won the national championship I'm, against Walter Payton's team or whatever. Come on. I mean, it's like they should just say, you know what? We're going to retroactive. I mean, everybody and their brothers claiming a title back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, come on. Just because back then. No one paid attention. The media did not cover it. Not I, at all. I, I worked on Walter Payton's autobiography. I've mentioned this before, and it was fascinating. And I remember this uh, talking to his high school coach, his high school coaches, and he, the, the, his senior year, they integrated the school in uh, uh, Columbia, Mississippi. And there was a recruiter there to recruit a guy, and he was from Ole Miss, but he was recruiting the white player. And Walter's just destroying practice. <laughs> and they're like, what about Walter? He's like, oh, man, I wish, you know, or something like that. But, you know, well, we'll take that guy's blocking, I mean, supposedly blocking for. I mean, come on. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about with Coach Prime. We can talk about that another time, though. Um, right. HBCU history is like crazy. Those, that league was crazy good. Coach Prime uh, has created lots of excitement and he, and, he, and he kicks it off right away. First week. Not only did they beat Edward Wa- Edward Waters college or university. I'm not sure. Edward Waters, it's a like a real academically good small private HBCU in Jacksonville. I did not even know they had a team. Uh they are an NAIA. They play at a local high school. So okay. competition for Jackson State was not necessarily peak, but they beat them 53 zip. And it had all the fanfare that you want. Now the stadium had no running water in Jackson, Mississippi this weekend because of the the storm and the cold. There was iced over ramps. Uh it's a pandemic. But, you know, Coach Prime walks out with two cops guarding him like he's Nick Saban. That was um, – <laughs> although he might need them. They should have. Well, been, the cops maybe should have been in the locker yeah, room. Yeah, they should have been we'll guarding something other than – I think <laughs> Prime Time could take care of himself. 
Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, Troy Aikman's there. They win 53 zip, the whole thing. Very big, big debut. But they get back and he realizes that someone, someone robbed his locker. His press conference, he's pounding the table. I have mixed emotions. For one, the kids played really well. But while the game was going on, someone came in and stole everything, every darn thing I I have in the coach's office. Credit card, wallet, watches. And my favorite line, thank God I had all my necklaces. <laughs> How he screamed. The school then tried to claim that it was just misplaced, the credit card wallet. Uh, but then <laughs> Coach Prime went to Twitter. Whoever is putting out the lie that my belongings weren't stolen is lying. All caps. My belongings are taken out of a zip bag in my office. More items were taken from my office. We've retrieved them. Uh, apparently, a staff member saw it, and then the school basically relented and admitted that that is what happened, that uh, somebody uh, stole it. They figured out who it was. The guy gave it back uh, and now is in dire um, threat of getting his absolute ass whipping, courtesy of Coach <laughs> Prime. Now, a couple of days prior, he reveals that someone – Broke into his truck and stole a boombox. Old school boombox. <laughs> but then when he found out it was Coach Primes, he returned it too. <laughs> See, that's how you know you got juice in town. <laughs> People rob you and they get scared or remorseful or whatever. Well, I didn't know it was Coach Primes. We better give it back. Who the hell is stealing a boombox and why does, Prime, <laughs> why does Coach Prime have one? Why does he? That is the question. <laughs> I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. Clarion Ledger is doing a wonderful job. I may subscribe to the paper just for their coverage <laughs> of the Jackson State football team. They have a it's like one dollar for the next three months. I'm like, all right, like I'm gonna get so much <laughs> enjoyment out of following this team. <laughs> Your thoughts on uh on the on the theft. First of all, uh for for five ninety nine a month, you can subscribe to Sports Illustrated and get Ross Dellinger's account from the stadium. He was there and it was crazy, unbelievable. I mean Ross is there, and he's like, I think they're going to play, but I'm not sure because they don't have any running water. I'm like, seriously? <laughs> so he's like, calling Jackson State day of the game. Is the game on? Yes. Do you have water? No. What are you doing for toilets? Porta potties. They're bringing all these porta potties to this big old Veterans War Memorial Stadium. And Jackson's a nice big stadium. It's not, you know, yeah. some, yeah. Yeah, I've covered a game there and uh, a Jackson State game. And so they, they, they set that up. Everything's iced over. It's just starting to thaw. There's, you know, water's flooding all over the place. They play the game. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's, you know, ready for the big coronation story afterwards. Oh, you know, Dion's debut. They look great. They win. Everybody in Jackson's so excited. And he comes in pounding the table furious over the uh, belongings being robbed from him. And it's like, and then it's it's conflicting stories back and forth. <laughs> Jackson State says, no, he wasn't robbed. <laughs> then Dion comes back on Twitter. Oh, yes, I was robbed. One game in to the Dion Sanders era, it's already like the wildest adventure, even more wild than we thought it was going to be. Glad to have Coach Prime there. Glad to have FCS football in the in February because otherwise, you know, there'd be if this were in the fall, there would be too much else going on, and we wouldn't even be paying attention to it. Even even with Deion Sanders, and even with Deion Sanders having his belongings stolen, this is a nice uh, February news drop for us. I'm glad he got his belongings back. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, you know, I, I got to say, Coach Prime probably needs to realize he's management now, whether he wants to admit it or not. It's not the message you want sending out to the world that you're 
like your school is so unsafe that people will steal the <laughs> the wallet yeah. from the locker room. Like that's not the, even if that you know it all happens, handle it internally. That said, this yeah. is why he's Coach Prime. He's going to pound the table, right? But generally, you don't want people thinking, "Oh, wait, what's going on at Jet?" Like you know. Well, maybe I'll yeah. send my kid to Alcorn State. I'm not going to go to Jack. You know, you're recruiting the others right. or wherever. Uh, because theft happens in all all places. Uh, B, yeah, drop one of the security guards and put them on your wallet. Or let that guy. Let one of the yeah. cops that are protecting yeah. you for no reason whatsoever. But it's a good visual. <laughs> it's good visual. Great visual. It's great visual. So that's all right. Um, there but, were some visuals from that game. White, Troy Aikman did arrive in a white stretch. Of course. Too. He got you know to. I mean? It's like, yeah. Got to. You got to show up. Yeah. Troy Aikman shows up. I mean, this is phenomenal. So, you know, whatever. Probably not the message you want over there. Now, other people like, you know, by doing this, he took away the attention of the game. Actually, not really. He added attention to the game. We wouldn't be talking about it as wallet not gotten ripped off. Probably a much, much smaller part of the show. You got to take your good with your bad with Coach Prime. Uh, Maybe tone down on the thefts. He'll be all right. They play Mississippi Valley this week. I'm going to be paying attention. I don't know right. if I can watch it. It's th- this F- is that is that another home game or is that in Greenwood, uh, Mississippi? I don't know. I've been there too. Been there. I don't know whether he gets out of the, you know, yeah. he's really got to protect yourself on the road. Same time. Like, what is this idiot thinking? Stealing Deion <laughs> Sanders' wallet. Uh, it's possible he's got a lot of money in there. He does seem well, like a guy I mean, who walks around with like a brick in there. I guarantee you, Prime ain't walking around without with an empty wallet. <laughs> You know, he's got more than just like his his Kroger card and his, you know, his, his subway discount punch card. There's more in there than that. There is some actual money in there and probably a lot of it. So, yes, if you are targeting somebody in the Jackson State football facility, I would go go for the big dog. Mm. But the other thing that I loved about this, too, is is. Jackson State, in their re- official release about the theft, where they said it was a misunderstanding, refers to him as Coach Prime. They do. Not, yeah. You know, yeah. not Coach a- Sanders, not Deion Sanders. Coach Prime. Coach Prime. <laughs> fantastic. Coach Prime. I, You know, I, this is going to be fascinating. Yeah. You know, he did. He got a he got a defensive back, Dijon Warren, to flip from Georgia. Like, you know, he, the Juco, he's got a ton of Juco kids. You watch Last Chance U, especially those first two seasons. And you know how many good players there are at Mississippi Junior Colleges. I mean, it, it, Coach Prime shows up at Scuba, shows up in Scuba at East Mississippi. That, that team's <laughs> going nuts. They're going to be so fired up. Like, you know, absolutely. It's great. I love it. Great burst for uh, for the swack. I mean, I, 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 I'm going to say this off the top of my head, but there's got to be at least a dozen, maybe two dozen JUCO players from the state of Mississippi that are playing power five football the next year, every year. And so if Jackson state's going in and can get some of them, look out. All right. I'm going to subscribe to the clarion ledger. If the publisher of the clarion ledger is listening, Rashad Milligan's coverage of the team is spurring my commitment. I am going to buy in. So it's all, there you go. Someone give Rashad a, a, a raise. He's doing a great job. Great coverage. Blanket coverage. All right, Pat, did you watch, uh, speaking of FCS, did you watch any of the Northern Iowa-South Dakota State game last week? That was our game we picked. It was our game we picked, and I did pick it correctly. You did. Thank you, but no, I did I did not watch a single play. Uh, that was, fr- was that Friday night? Friday night Yeah. from the yeah, UNI yeah. Dome. Vegas is just sick. It's like three and a half <laughs> point spread or something, two and a half. It's a four-point game. I mean, I'm just that? watching this thing. Like, how? How? 
<laughs> How do you Even know? the FCS games, they can How nail. How do you nail the FCS game? <laughs> the Decided FCS that- season opener in February. How could you? I mean, talk about guesswork. And, and it came down the last, like, 19 seconds left. South Dakota State won it. It was good. It yeah. was a good game. I, I, I As ESPN Plus, I know this thing's not going to make it up on, but, man, I'm telling you, like, it's football. It looks yeah. good. It's 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 at least as entertaining as the XFL. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know, man. If they can I mean, there's probably some pros out there for both sides, right? I mean, those teams are high level FCS. There's one or two pros out there. Yeah, and it's at least like it's competitive high intensity football and it's pretty good level. And if you have yeah. a good game and, you know, and because they're colleges, you just have this kind of tradition and all you know, you're not just coming up with the, you know, whatever, the Columbus, you know, bandits, you know, you're supposed to all of a sudden really give, you know, there's some guy waving a flag like the team just started. You really care? It was good. I think there's a rating out there. Uh, you know, I don't want to take away from the Olympic sports, but, you know, I, how many people, some of the stuff that's on, uh, I mean, they had a ESPNU was showing an Iona. Man, I can't. Maybe it's Ryder versus Iona basketball. Mac, I you know, yeah. Metro Atlantic basketball. Eh, maybe, but I think this thing's got a chance. Uh, I don't know how they'll ever do it, but I was intrigued. Man. It was good. I, I don't care. I want to watch football. The 13th and final Iona regular season game, by the way, is yeah. they, they, they took 50 days off and then they just got shut down again. To your point, yeah, I mean, I think people will watch football any time of year, especially, you know, if if you're, if you're just not that much into college basketball, that it's a it's a fine programming alternative. As you said, people will find it, whether it's on streaming or whatever. I mean, what was our other game? Was Fox Sports Southwest Plus? I mean, you, you put it on somewhere where people can access it, they will. And if you can bet on it, people will bet on it. So if they're putting lines out there for these games, they're going to get some action. And they, they're the best FCS teams are better than a lot of the FBS teams. You know, I mean... Maybe not all up to North Dakota State's level where you're probably a top 40 program, but still, like Northern Iowa is always good and South Dakota State's usually good. So those programs are are going to be better than the lower level of the of a lot of the team, you know, the worst teams in the MAC and the, and the Sun Belt and Conference USA. I was entertained. I was entertained. Yeah. So uh, we are we'll kill. And then, you know, then you have like just all sorts of weird stuff like in the North Dakota game, the refs war. Yeah, so what happened was they were leaving for halftime of this game. North Dakota won, but they're leaving for halftime. The ref forgot he had his mic off or on, and he said, I can't effing hear anything with this. (laughs) (laughs) Which got people very excited, you know. I love That's, that. You know what? Like, like one. F- again. Oh, did he say that? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. They go crazy about this stuff. Oh, my <laughs> right. God. He swore. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> really? In a football game. I can't Imagine. believe swearing is still such a big deal to some people. I know. It's, I, honestly, it's like if you hear it come through your TV, it just like supposedly ratchets up your, your offensive, you know, uh, genomes or whatever. I don't know, because it makes no sense to me either. If you want to market FCS football here, leave the leave the mics on on the field the whole game. Let's yeah. hear everything, baby. Yeah, Come let's on. Let's do it. Let them swear. Better than piped in crowd noise. I mean, what the heck? Let them swear. Yeah, I don't know. People get jacked up about this. Yeah, it's on TV. It's like they're, it's a slippery mm. slope. Next, They say one F-bomb. <laughs> next thing you know, you're ripping off Coach Prime. <laughs>
I just, I just don't get it. It's the gateway sin, Dan. Gateway Cut, sin. First you're cussing, then you're robbing. Eventually you're killing people. <laughs> There's just, no doubt about it. You know, I'm, I, I, I say, I was, uh, that slope hasn't proven that slippery to me. I've been, a good, <laughs> I've been pretty good at swearing for a long time now, and I... Without, I, yeah, I know I've not devolved into committed no criminal behavior that committed we know of misdemeanors, yeah. eh, you know. <laughs> felony. No. All right. And let's let's pick our next game. Pete's out. So we'll just give him an L. We'll give him an L. He took an L last week. Didn't, or no, he, he was he with me yeah. on South Dakota State. Yeah. OK, so uh, Jackrabbits okay. are again in our featured FCS game. Uh, yeah. They are traveling to North Dakota. Battle of the Dakotas. The I-29 Throw the record books out. There's nothing meaner than an I-29 fight. <laughs> my snow drift is bigger than yours. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about my, this. My wheat field is larger. Yes. South Dakota State. Like, I always feel like we shouldn't have two Dakotas. How do we have one California and two Dakotas? It's not, <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense, but whatever. I mean, I've been to North Dakota. I've not been to South Dakota. Two states I haven't been to. South Dakota's one. I, I feel like I've seen it. Been What's up- the other one? Alaska. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Alaska. I've got Alaska in Maine. Yeah. South Dakota, anyway. Um, so Jackrabbits are uh, giving seven and a half to North Dakota, traveling to uh, Grand Forks. Uh, home dogs. Uh, your pick. You want to make a pick here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to make a pick. First of all, you know, flush with the thrill of victory from last week. Rolling one and zero out of week one of FCS after a, the extensive research I did on that first game, I picked the Jackrabbits because I have a South Dakota State Jackrabbits T-shirt, and I'm going to apply every bit of the same acumen, logic, and reason to this pick. And I'm taking the Fighting Hawks, formerly the Fighting Sioux, and taking the seven and a half. Love that hook there, because my dad went to the University of North Dakota. Oscar Theodore Forty Jr. attended the University of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I can't remember whether he actually graduated or not. I think he did. Yeah, he did. He <laughs> went to like seven colleges. It was World War II, man. You're all over the place. He was actually in college in Italy at one point. But uh, it, for for him and all of my relatives, I have a lot of relatives from North Dakota, believe it or not. Oh. We, we look down. We North Dakotans, as I'm now pronouncing myself <laughs> one, we look down on South Dakota. That team down south and the Fighting Hawks <laughs> are going to triumph. They're at least going to cover. They're going to cover the seven and a half. Mm. Go Sioux slash Hawks. Mm. What, what do you look down on the South Dakotans for? Because they're down below. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that part, but like... <laughs> That's really all I got. I don't uh, know. I, 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 I have to say I'm not that well-versed in... Uh, I, I know, like, we got... I got relatives in Bowman, North Dakota, Dickinson, Bismarck, Mandan, or I did at one point, but I don't really know why they look down. They they may not look down on South Dakota at all, but it sounded good. I got to tell you, if you want to improve a podcast r- uh, rating, it's a it's a well known strategy to talk as much about the two of the most sparsely populated states as possible. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> We we just talk, we've talked the whole we've talked thirty minutes about FCS football in general. I think we're I think our strategy's a little risky here. Oh, they're all listening because the chicken wars. We know we'll get to you. We know who you are out there. Yeah, we know Taco we'll Bell's Taco Bell's getting in. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. I gotta tell you, South Dakota State this opener. They got to travel to number five 
uh, UNI. Now they're traveling mm-hmm. to number 14 North. If South Dakota State was in the SEC, their coach would have moaned. <laughs> All, yeah. oh, killer schedule. Oh, uh-huh. rah, rah, we got to travel. Two road games. Jackrabbits are road warriors. They're quick. They can travel. I should have picked you last week, but when I was making my pick, I got confused, talked myself in a circle, and I picked the wrong team. I'm sticking with South Dakota State. Win and cover, obviously. Wow. I see you're trying to make up to the Jackrabbits now. After I watched them. them the I watched. Week. I care about watch. this podcast. Unlike you, whatever you were doing on Friday night, I watched. I was I was watching a high school basketball. Oh, there you go. That's right. You mentioned More to that. come. You mentioned that. College basketball. We did want to say this. They're they're rolling along. We had some good games last weekend. The Michigan-Ohio State game was terrific. That felt like a regular college basketball game, like really high-level play, spirited, all of that. I thought this season has been tricky. Monday's Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game was pretty interesting. That was a, a decent game. It was competitive, just like going to overtime and everyone bricking shots for three minutes, not necessarily. But Oklahoma State, you think they'll just let them in? They will not rule. There, there is zero percent chance that uh, they get that ruling done. I, I'm nobody will confirm, but I'm pretty sure <clears throat> they had the appeal hearing uh, within the last like week and a half. the The general time frame for an appeal ruling is six weeks. They would have to rush it just to knock them out of the tournament, which I don't think would go over very well, especially when Oklahoma State, as you well know, having covered the heck out of all the trials was a bit player, really, in the grand scheme of NCAA violations here. So I don't think they rush to nail Oklahoma State while then sitting back and saying, yeah, Kansas, LSU, Louisville, NC State, go ahead. You guys go play. I I don't see that happening. I really felt it was more embarrassing to Oklahoma State because they offered, then they offered (laughs) Brian Bowen's dad $150,000, a car, and a house. In Stillwater, which it's isn't still probably water. isn't worth one hundred and fifty thousand, and he still no. didn't even put him in the end. <laughs> they had to go out True. shopping to find a better place. This is damn yeah. humiliating. <laughs> what more can you really give a guy? Brian Bowen Senior looked at the houses in Stillwater and said, "Nope, I don't want a house in Stillwater. I'd rather live in the Galt House in Louisville." That's right, absolutely. And we're still considering Michigan the State hotel. for free. I mean, that's humiliating. They have bounced back, though. Uh, Mike Boynton, pride of Brooklyn, coaching out there in the Plains, doing a good job. Classic NCA, though. Eh, we'll give him a reprieve. We need Kate Cunningham in the oh. in the NCAA basketball. Tour. How how does it take six weeks to rule on an appeal on this case? Like, what is confusing well, about this case? Nothing. But here's what's even more confusing to me is why they filed the appeal on June 18th. <laughs> it was heard in February. What the hell? Seven months to hear to, to schedule and hear an appeal? That's that's what kills me. And this is where the NCAA has just so completely screwed this thing up. You know, they've gone with this IARP off-ramp process, which has prosecuted zero cases so far. They've had the thing for 15 months, zero cases. And they keep putting more and more of them into the system and then saying, oh, gosh, it's taking a long time. Well, yeah. You're overloading the system and putting in people who don't know what they're doing to then reinvestigate, learn the learn the rule book, first of all, then reinvestigate these things and then have a hearing. I mean, Kansas, who the hell knows when we're going to get a ruling on them? Louisville has gone that way. NC State, NC State got their notice of allegations in the summer of 2019. 
It's February 2021. They haven't had a hearing yet. I mean, it's just, it's astounding to me how badly the NCAA has screwed this up. And you can say, oh, pandemic this, oh, government told us to step back that, whatever. No excuse is good enough. The case basically boils down to this. Brian Bowen Sr. testifies that Christian Dawkins told him the offer. And Christian Dawkins is working with Lamont Evans, who was arrested in the case and, and Oklahoma State fired. Lamont Evans was a then assistant coach. Christian Dawkins relayed the offer of $150,000, $8,000 for a car. So you don't get the car, you get an allowance for, I mean, it's a lot of car though. You either get a used car or that's a hell of a lease. And then money for a house. 90 something percent of this ruling is, do you believe what got said? Now you could sit there and say, that's hearsay. I'm not buying it. Okay. Because we're now at, this is what Bowen said, Dawkins said, Evans said. Right. Right. Or you can sit there and say, I believe it, because why the hell would Christian Dawkins make that up? Because then Bowen's going to sign there and come looking for his 150 grand, his house right. and his car. And he's going to say, Christian, you owe me that. Right. So and, and it, Brian Bowen Sr. is a police officer. Like, you know, you catch a you'll catch a whooping going on the wrong side. Oh. You know, Saginaw cop. You want to really anger this guy? Plus, he's the guy right. you're trying to sign his kids. So my guess is it's a true offer, because why would Dawkins make that up? It would totally screw him. But you have two choices there. Either believe it because it was federal testimony or don't because it was a uh, is hearsay. Yeah. What? It's not a take. Take 10 minutes. <laughs> take an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we try again, murder like, cases in hours yeah. here. Like they'll put yeah. in Oklahoma. They'll gas a guy in like 25 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, he did it. <laughs> He was kind of seen somewhere near Coach Prime's stolen wallet. Kill him. <laughs> six weeks to decide this on the yeah, appeal. Six months to come up with beyond the appeal. That, I mean, the NCAA appeal process is supposed to be procedural. Like, okay, did we follow the process of the rules properly? Not, not relitigating the facts of the case. So there's even less, really, you would think, to go over here. But I honestly, I think here's my, this is my theory is that the NCAA has looked around and said, my God, we are so far behind on these other cases. We cannot just make Oklahoma State the whipping boy on this. So we're going to give them a pass, even though we already ruled and decided that they were ineligible for postseason. We're just we're not going to make them the only ones out of this postseason. So we're just going to let everybody play this postseason, and then we'll try to get around to it for 2022 for things that happened in 2017. So the Big 12 is going to finish their season by basically scheduling games on the fly. <laughs> a Baylor-West Virginia game later this week was uh, canceled, postponed. Who knows? What do you think? I, I, we got to get this done. Should we have conference tournaments? Should we just have this kind of bit where they've been doing this in college hockey? Uh, I know in the hockey East, they're basically like, you know, beyond beyond notice, man. Like drop of a hat. Providence, you're driving to Maine tonight and you're playing tomorrow. <laughs> like if we can right. squeeze these thoughts on this kind of policy, the Big 12's employing and what what is the rest of the season going to look like? Well, I mean, it's it's chaos everywhere. And that's the, what what the leagues are all trying to do. And we saw them do it to some degree in football is, is to cram in games to meet their TV inventory numbers so that they get their full media rights bot payout from the, the networks, uh, or at least whatever they, they – maybe not full, but whatever they were hoping for. So there is a lot of pressure from the networks to the conference office and then from the conference office to the schools, hey – 
You want the check for $40 million, or do you want a check for $26 million, or whatever the, the, the drop-off would be? And they're like, oh, we want the big check. And then the coaches are like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want us to play three games a week for three weeks and then go to the conference tournament and then go to the NCAA tournament? So that's where the, the tension lies. I, you know, I think a lot of these places would be better off punting the conference tournament, but they don't want to because people do watch those. I mean, college basketball doesn't rate a lot, but when you get to March and you get conference tournaments, you know, when the Big East is playing in Madison Square Garden and the ACC is playing in Greensboro and the Big Ten's playing in Indy, people will watch. And so they want those games and they want the tournaments. I don't think a lot of the schools specifically do. I mean, if you're Gonzaga, you want no part of it. If you're Baylor, you want no part of it. You're trying to win a national championship. And all this does is give you one more chance for, for people to catch the virus. I think they're going to push to play. I think they're going to play most of the games. I think they're going to have the conference tournaments. And I think it's, it could be very well be a big mess. Could be wild. But the key is get everybody to Indy and cross your fingers. Um, yeah. You know. This is this is tough. Unlike, you know, football, you can play down a few guys. It's it's hard in basketball. And if it's the wrong guys, you're cooked. So um, the Fauci Cup standings are going to be a big factor. <laughs> when I mean, can you imagine like Gonzaga, who's undefeated and can sleepwalk through Vegas, where, by the way, they're having 10 conference tournaments in Las Vegas. Five conferences are having men and women. The Western West Coast Conference, the Pac-12 and the Mountain West that are always there, plus the WAC. The Big West, they all move there because their their tournaments are in California, and California says, no, no, we're not doing it. So you're going to have 10 tournaments there. What could go wrong? I'm sure everybody's going to come out of that perfectly healthy. But if you're Gonzaga, you know, you want Jalen Suggs and Corey Kispert playing nothing games and possibly risking their health when you're trying to win a, your first title ever the next week? I, just, I don't get it. All right, let's get to the chicken wars. Okay. Every week. It's I, I feel like we've beaten this story to death, but then some some little, here it comes. It's out. Yeah. It's it's out of control. It is truly a world war now. We've at it least is. gone make a run to the border. We've gone south of the border. <laughs> I did not expect Mexican restaurant Taco Bell to enter the chicken war. Here we are. Truly another country heard from. Taco Bell has a chicken sandwich they're claiming. They are going to enter the fried chicken taco, okay? The fried chicken uh, now, if you've ever had a like a chicken tender in in a like a tortilla, it's good. Uh, yeah, it's quite good, of course, right? It makes sure. sense. They're certainly not completely uncommon. Well, that's basically what they're going: an all-white piece of chicken marinated in jalapeno buttermilk and fried. Now we're talking. Now we're talking with a crunchy tortilla chip coating, and then it's going to be served in a kind of a puffy bread uh, that's shaped as a taco. It's kind of like a. Um, like a okay. Like sometimes uh, Greek restaurants have like a good kind of a puffier pita, oh, yeah. uh, so yeah. it's kind of like that. And then it's uh, topped with creamy chipotle sauce. There's also a spicier one that they'll throw some jalapeno slices on there. Uh, they're calling this a chicken sandwich. They're saying they're ending the chicken war. I don't even know who's fighting who anymore. <laughs> they, they, some of these restaurants need to team up. Like Burger King and Taco Bell get together. Now I'm really now McDonald's, Mike, and Chick right? Chick Fil A is just yeah, sitting there. See, like Zach Zaxby's needs to hook on with somebody yeah, else. They're just they're you know? loud. Zaxby's is loud. I give their their marketing team a lot of bark, a lot of PR, but I don't know. I haven't had hey, it. We yet. got we got KFC, Taco Bell, and Pizza Hut, and Long John Silver's all under Young Brands. 
That is a super team oh, all right. already. Okay. That's true. Young Brad. Based here in Louisville, I might need to get down to headquarters. You need to go and, and find this out. Can you do for something for yeah. a change? Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Pizza Hut got in the chicken war. I was like, what? How is this? <laughs> Don't. Uh, probably coming. Tune in next week. Yeah. So the real question here is not whether Taco Bell should or shouldn't have gotten in. It's really the existential question here. This, the old question is a hot dog, a sandwich. Is a taco <laughs> A sandwich. <laughs> Pat 40. Is a taco a sandwich? Wow. And I'm is not a sure taco I was even prepared or, for or is a hot dog a taco? I don't think anyone ever contemplated that. My See? mind is blown right now. Exactly. I was just gonna say the same thing. This is this is beyond the scope of what I came prepared to deal with here today. It's like the the whole philosophical question of whether a taco is a sandwich. That's why I, I've always that's why I'm such a highly a hot, paid host. I I, I bring uh, <laughs> I I take this conversation in places you're not you're not expecting. Absolutely. Yeah. What a what a wild an incredibly edifying experience this has been here. I think I, I I'm pretty sure I decided. You know, because we've discussed this on various pod iterations before that a hot dog is a sandwich. I'm perfectly fine with that. So I'm going to say that a taco can be a sandwich as well. Uh, my questions here are my problems, Dan Wetzel, with the with the Taco Bell uh, chicken gambit here, opening up a new a new a new front on the chicken war. First of all, like I don't think Taco Bell fries anything. So they're all of a sudden going to put in like a fryer and fry chicken now. And I think you're just asking for things to get screwed up. There. It seems like a microwave, uh, microwaved chicken tender. <laughs> yeah, that sounds more likely. Secondly, you, there's plenty of good Mexican dishes that have chicken in them. So I'm fine with that. But again, I don't I don't want to go to Taco Bell for fried food. I sure don't want to go to them for fried chicken. I'm just afraid they might they might take this whole chicken war off the rails and go, you know, like nuclear capability like some rogue third world country here and and destroy the balance of power i mean look if you're at taco bell to begin with <laughs> uh, you know like because there yeah, there was a time when there there's a lot of really good mexican restaurants out there i mean even chipotle and and Cadoba and these places they'll make a much fresher version of of mexican food if you've got one i think they're i mean i don't know maybe your town doesn't have one taco bell it's kind of pretty much going fourth meal. You really just want the, I mean, it's just grease. It's just, I don't know. So if you, you need the 2 a.m. 99 cent burrito, man. Yeah, you know? that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I, I feel like Taco No, Taco Bell's way more than the 99 cent burrito. You got the, you got the Crunchwrap Supreme. And I would highly recommend the black bean Crunchwrap Supreme if you're you're trying to avoid meat crunch wrap supreme reason. but yeah it's but good. you're just throwing all the stuff in there i, I i'm not i'm not anti taco bell but if you go into taco bell i don't think you're expecting like gorm i mean you're you know it's just a bunch of junk thrown in a in a tortilla i mean that's it, 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 it you're not sitting there going well this 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 chicken tender has been microwaved i don't think that's <laughs> yeah you're not you're not overly concerned about that if you are at taco bell to be if you're in that drive through you're gonna get what you get I think that the taco is a sandwich, and yeah. and I think a hot dog is a taco. <laughs> Wait a minute now, hang on. I, I think you gotta. I mean, I get. I guess so. Holy cow, we're gonna need listener input on this. We, I, I just. It's I, like the, a, a hot dog is a taco. It's like a. It's like the like yeah. It's just a very like Americanized middle American taco. It's basically it. <laughs> White bread. 
and uh, and meat in the middle. Like, like you can put relish on it. You go to Chicago, man. They're putting as much stuff on that as a taco. That's true. You do have some uh, some common ingredients. I mean, you know, like chili itself is kind of taco filling. Taco, yeah, uh, you jalapenos, go. chili goes on anything. Cheese, onions. This is almost like discovering a new planet in the solar I think system, it is. though. To even say a, a, a hot dog is a taco. A hot dog is a taco. It's just a different. Whoa. It's just a you know. I mean, same concept. Same concept. If a taco, okay. Is. If a hot dog is a sandwich and a taco is a sandwich, ergo, then <laughs> there go a hot a dog, dog is a taco. a taco and a. But I can't say a taco is a hot dog. Why not? I think the hot dog's got to have a hot dog in it. <laughs> there has to be a Maybe. hot dog to make a hot dog. I don't know. You could have but a hot dog the- taco. You can have that, but you can't. That, that unless there's an actual Frankfurt or it's a sausage, like you wouldn't call a, an Italian sausage on a, a a hot dog. They're just it's a you gotta you'd have to chop up t- hot dog a hot dog and put it in there as your protein. So I think a, a hot dog's a taco, but it's a subset of the taco. Do you know how many like there are people in this country that would literally kill me for making such a a, a anti American statement of calling a hot dog a taco. Oh, they're yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be. You're going to. You're going to be. You're going to be threatened. Outrage. You yeah. might. Uh, all right, and then in in other uh, news, now Arby's is also getting involved or trying to claim they're involved. This is a sandwich. I will give it this. They are calling it the Meat Mountain Sandwich. The Meat Mountain, uh, and it involves uh, two chicken tenders. So that they're claiming it then involves the chicken wars. <laughs> Again, I don't. I think that's probably a microwave chicken. But here it is: the biggest sandwich Arby's has ever sold, stacked ridiculously high with almost all the meats. Why not all of them? What do you mean almost all? <laughs> Two chicken tenders, slices of roast beef, pit smoked ham, corned beef, thirteen-hour smoked brisket. I mean, it's smoked in like a factory, though. Like it's not the same. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, they don't have the smoker out back at the Arby's. Slow your roll. Slow your roll there. USDA choice Angus steak, roast beef, and pepper bacon. There's also cheddar and Swiss cheese somewhere in there. The meat mountain. I mean, the one thing, look, I, I, I respect Arby's for its just complete embrace of what's, what is the fast food equivalent of the Natty Light 77 pack. Right. Yep. We're just going so big and so outrageous because we can. And that's their their whole marketing thing is we are just meat incorporated and we're taking it to the extreme here. Now, <clears throat> them trying to pass this off as a a salvo in the chicken wars is extremely dubious. Although I did look it up since I made the World War One analogy on the last pod about the, the chicken wars where you got people coming in all over the place. Brazil did get involved in World War One. I don't know why. I don't know how. Really? This was a European war. And Brazil in the early 1900s apparently came sailing over across the Atlantic and got some action in World War I. That's basically the equivalent of what Arby's is doing here uh, by trying to pass this off as, as any sort of uh, hostile action in the chicken wars. The jiu-jitsu warriors of Brazil. <laughs> if it gets the hand-to-hand combat, do not fight a Brazilian. Uh, they'd be tough. Yeah. Was, they'd be tough. The guy from Oklahoma learned that one this week. Woo! I don't know if you saw bad. the video of the... Uh, well, yeah, well, we feel bad. We don't need to spread his name. He he got enough yeah. embarrassment. 
Uh, yeah, Holy don't cow. don't fight uh, in the bathroom of a bar. First off, don't fight in the bathroom. <laughs> don't fight don't, in the bar. Don't fight don't, outside the bar. Don't mess with wrestlers. They'll get you. Yeah, uh, yeah football player versus wrestler. Wrestler wins. Sorry. Uh, Jiu-jitsu, yeah. they're going to win. Any MMA fighter. I, I, I've been, you know, I cover a lot of MMA. And I remember being at the, uh, it was a while ago, some fight weekend. And it was at uh, Mandalay Bay in their event center. And I was in Mandalay Bay. Uh, I think I was staying there for a couple of nights. And like the night before, down in one of those kind of lobby casino bar, you know, those kind of open air casino bars. I remember seeing like, there's like a hundred people in there. It's kind of crowded. And every single one of them is, you can just tell either is a fighter, a trainer, a fan that trains, whatever. And I'm like, if a barroom brawl breaks out in here, <laughs> Like if I don't care if it's a hundred and five pound woman bumps you, just on purpose. Sorry, man, my bad, my bad. Yeah, like, absolutely, the last back place. out. Yeah, do not judge any books by the cover in here. And so, uh, no, yeah, Sooners learned that one the hard way. Uh, that, yeah. that that was oh. ugly. That was ugly. My unsolicited advice for everybody who wants to get into a bar fight: back out. You never know how bad it can get. Yeah, it's not going to end well. But anyway, yeah, I did not know Brazil was in World War One. Uh, but they were yeah. either. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it. There's fights. There's there's mayhem. There's people thawing out. There's a uh, there's a lot of tumult right now. Canceled games <laughs> and and a, and a you know and a chicken war that's out of control. I never thought this gimmick would still be going on. <laughs> it's amazing. Who's coming next? Thank you for who's coming the podcast. We we sincerely thank is, everybody. Is Taco for the Bell your Brazil, or are we waiting for like IHOP or someone just totally out of the question, like? <laughs> Well, now Arby's was just because they're they're saying this meat sandwich is a chicken thing, but uh, IHOP would definitely IHOP. You know what? I'll I'll find the equivalent for that for the next pod. The next absurd. They can make a chicken sandwich. Oh, they sell chicken World sandwiches World there. I don't know what absurd one. Uh, quickly on the Arby's, I, it's just too many. I mean, like it's just too many. It's a gimmick, right? No, do a look, couple you, couple meats. Is a, you're gonna meat combo is Arby. You don't need ten different meats. You're just showing off <laughs> Arby's. That's it. Just it's show- the Natty Light 77. Yeah, just back. showing Same off. Same thing. Showing off. All right. We're going to be back next week. Uh, we got some other stuff going on later in the week, so we're not. This will be our one pod of the week. Sorry. High-level college sports discussion. <laughs> it's amazing that we don't have anything for later in the week, but if you can call for emergency Pete will be back. Pete will be back. Pete will be back to break down the depth chart for, you know. Sam Houston State or whatever. We're nowhere so, without Pete, and 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 you know you can call. We might if if Coach Prime gets ripped off again this weekend, we'll emergency pot it. But other than that, we will talk to you all next week. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.